Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With the end of the regular season approaching and playoffs right around the corner, 15 NHL teams will be looking to the future with the NHL Draft Lottery. And to celebrate, the Hockey Podcast Network has partnered with Tankathon.com and CoolHockey.com to bring you the Hockey Podcast Network NHL Draft Lottery Contest. The winner of the contest will win a $200 gift card to CoolHockey.com, the Internet's best source for ordering and customizing NHL officially licensed jerseys. So here's how you play. Visit Tankathon.com NHL and click Sim Lottery to create a 15-team simulation. You can run the simulator as many times as you like until you get the result that you think will best match the NHL's official draft lottery. Take a screenshot of your simulation and post it to the comments section of the Hockey Podcast Network's contest tweet on their official Twitter account, at HockeyPodNet. Then, make sure to tag a friend and retweet the post. You must follow at Tankathon, at CoolHockey, and at HockeyPodNet on Twitter to be eligible for entry. All entries must be submitted by April 4th at 11.59 Eastern. The winner of the $200 Cool Hockey gift card will be announced on Twitter following the NHL's official draft lottery. All contest information can be found at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. So what are you waiting for? Visit tankathon.com NHL right now and keep simulating until you get the result that you think will best win you your CoolHockey.com gift card. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we were back as the NHL has suspended their season. It looks like it's probably going to be canceled. And the 2019-2020 season will possibly be crowned with no champions and no playoffs and all due because of the coronavirus epidemic or pandemic. And, you know, and we will discuss everything uh, from the league to the impact on the New York Rangers to... Uh, what we, you know, maybe cool scenarios that, you know, the league could do with the playoffs uh, in this fantasy world that we have, um, what we're going to do from here on out in terms of content and, you know, just what this means for everything. And obviously all the major sports are impacted with baseball uh, delaying their, uh, their opening uh, with basketball, basically canceling their season 
with, uh, they, you know, I would imagine that they would be on the same page as the NHL in terms of uh, a full-fledged cancellation of the season. Uh, but, you know, here we are. It is now, you know, the middle of March, St. Paddy's Day, and this is supposed to be, you know, the greatest time of the year with March Madness and, you know, the NHL, uh, you know, playoffs looming and the playoff race and, you know, and our team was in the hunt, so it was even more interesting. But, you know, there's a lot of implications, Andy. And, uh, you know, how do you want to start this off? What do you want to talk about first? What's on your mind? Uh, well, I guess the the one thing I would like to make clear, and I'm, you know, I not don't wish to speak for you, James, but I would imagine you feel the same, is that we definitely understand that uh, there's a lot going on right now, and this is a very serious issue. We take it very seriously. You know, uh, we we definitely feel that at this moment in time, the safety and well being of you know, uh, everyone, basically humanity and people around the world, like is the most important thing. So, you know, we def it's definitely the fact that James and I can podcast, uh, remotely and still talk and at least, uh, maybe provide some content now. Like we definitely take it, you know, we definitely take it very seriously. And, um, yeah, every, all the, uh, our way of life seems to be changing for everyone right now, but at the, you know, at the end of the day, it you could potentially help uh, stop the spread of the coronavirus and you know save someone's life. And just because you might not, you might be healthy and not susceptible, but someone else could be. So make sure you're doing your part. And that's all. That's all the little PSA I'll do for this. But uh, yeah, it's very. You know, when I we at the beginning of the season, envisioning how the Rangers season would play out. Uh, even though I think if you, in some ways, it kind of played out how we, when in our, I think our very first episode of this podcast, when we were forecasting, it kind of played out how we thought, didn't, I think the circumstances of how it's ending and why it's ending are de- clear, clearly very different. But I think uh, now is as good a time of any to uh, loop back to, yeah, some of the comments we made earlier this year about how it would, uh, how this season would play out. So I guess my question for you, James is uh, looking like the Rangers are probably just missing the playoffs by what, two points, if that, you know, um, but how do you feel about the season and how everything has went? Well, to kind of piggyback on what you said before, I know there's a lot of stuff going on Twitter and people really disappointed. I'm not really missing the NHL season right now like it obviously it 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 sucks for the entire country that uh you know sports is usually the healthy distraction uh towards you know situations like this um seeing sports go certainly was uh probably the the you know when the NBA finally canceled the season it kind of seemed like that was the uh the moment in which the country turned seeing that, you know, the, the big distractions are now gone. So in that sense, it's, uh, you know, that I feel bad for the, you know, the people just, you know, the general public that follows sports in general as a healthy distraction towards all this. Uh, you know, there, you know, I, along with obviously people encourage people to stay inside and, you know, watch TV, binge shows, stay inside. Don't, don't go out in public. You know, when you take sports away in those scenarios, it's, it's you know it's it's difficult uh to fulfill that healthy distraction uh for your mental clarity and and just your total psyche you know 
dealing with this whole situation. So with that, I, I'm okay with them suspending the season. I'm, I'm very happy that the two major sports leagues that are playing right now are on the same page in terms of what they think is necessary to do to keep people safe. What, to go back to your question with the Rangers and their season, it seemed like the Rangers were probably going to fall short. They seemed to be running out of gas the last few games. It seemed like the two games against Philly kind of started the trend of playing 50-50 hockey, and I didn't think 50-50 hockey was going to get you into that playoff spot. So, uh, yeah, if you looked at the standings right now, this is pretty much uh, an accurate depiction of what I would want to see with Carolina and Columbus making the playoffs. I would have liked to see Florida and Toronto flip-flopped, and obviously the Islanders not making it is is uh, great also. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you told me that this is where the Rangers would finish at the beginning of the season, I would have uh, been very pleased with this. So it's hard for me to say that I'm not happy with the way things have gone and just the, the overall development of this team. Yeah, I mean, looking at the standings, uh, and I guess, you know, based on circumstance, even if you say it played out the way you said and they just missed, maybe going into next season, uh, they can be, whether it, rightly or wrongly, they could be under the belief of not, you know, obviously don't want to say Rob, that's clearly not, but it's like, you know, what could have been, what we could have maybe possibly made it. So maybe to have they somehow they could spin it into a team psyche of uh, we were on the right track and we, maybe we would have made it. It just obviously wasn't in the cards, but you know, who knows if maybe going forward it, it at least they have, they can have that belief of that. We probably could have made it and we didn't. So we have, we're going to hit the ground running and not so much as like, ah, we just kind of fizzled out, played 50, 50 hockey and, and finished, you know, instead of finishing two or four points out, they finished, uh, you know, six or eight points out, you know? So, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot knows, of things but... to be proud of. I mean, uh, your away record was 19 and 12 and three. That's great for a young team to see. Their yeah. home record, 18 and 16 and two, could use improvement. But still, for what we are and and you know the what we've had to deal with this season in terms of you know injuries with you know missing Mika Zibanejad for an extended period of time, obviously with the car accident with Buchnevich, Kreider getting hurt for the last few games. It's like you know, seeing where we are, you got to be proud of this team. And I, yeah. and I hope they're looking at this season as a, as a success and not a, a letdown in terms of not making the playoffs, because guess what? You know what? They're realistically, there isn't going to be a playoffs. So it is what it is. And I don't know if that, that kind of probably hurts the Rangers that there are no playoffs. Cause I, I would almost rather them see the playoffs and say like, Oh man, we could have been a part of that. But obviously, you know, that's not the situation right now. Yeah. So. Well, you know, the funny thing is, I think it's almost like a tale of two seasons because you have this team up until December and then in January or right right before the All-Star break, right after the holiday break, a switch was seemingly flipped. And, you know, like we said, there was a lot of new faces, young guys. And if you look at the Rangers and just in terms of, you know, whether it be fancy statistics or just, you know, uh, raw stats in terms of shot totals and shots against it's they're just a night and day team uh i think the the lindegren fox pairing from january 1st till uh i guess last week they were fourth in the nhl in terms of uh course e4 which is pretty crazy or or at least for defensive pairings 
And yeah, it just clearly the first half of the season, they were getting used to the league, getting their legs under them. Yeah, maybe you could say some of the younger guys didn't have as big of a either first step or second step as you would have liked in either Howden or Heedle or Lemieux or, but it's clear that the, especially over the last few games, you see that Kako is skating so much better uh, than he was earlier in the year. And then you look at the, we were, we were, I think we posted on our Twitter, you see how much, just how much size and muscle Kako has uh, put on, you know, since, uh, uh, since October to now. And yeah, it's just for we, you know, you just have to remind yourself the youngest team in the National Hockey League and they were so close. So, um, yeah, maybe a lot of that has can be pinned on a heart caliber season by both Panarin and Mika. And obviously Mika's finally putting the, the oh, he's a high end second line center people, you know, to rest, putting those voices to rest because, uh, yeah, it just pretty much undeniable, you know, because he's always been unlucky in terms of missing time or getting injured and he does so this game he misses 12 games and he still posts a career best and he scores 40 uh 40 goals so um yeah i mean i'm pretty on paper you can't really be more happy with what this team has done uh but obviously now it does seem like we're left kind of with more questions moving forward than uh, answers yeah again it's just one of those you know things that you would there's so many things that you would would have liked to see, you know, as the season was panning out, regardless of, you know, a playoff spot or not, you know, with Panarin reaching over a hundred points, he was easily going to do that. You know, Mika Zibanejad possibly getting 50 goals. Uh, you know, that would have been exciting. He's only, it was nine goals away with, uh, how many games left? Uh, they played 70 games, right? So 12 games left. Not crazy, especially with the... Considering the pace he was scoring the pace for. He was scoring for sure. And and he would have done that, you know, obviously he only has 57 game, uh, games played right now and 41 goals. So his goals per game is, you know, just off the charts. You know, I, I haven't seen a season like this in a very long time. And You know, there again, there's just, you know, even Tony D'Angelo, you know, the, the amount of points that he was going to rack up by the end of the year was pretty amazing. And Chris, uh, not Chris Kreider, uh, Adam Fox coming in, you know, as a rookie and putting up, you know, over, you know, 50, 60 points, you know, would have been, you know, something to see. And again, there was just so many storylines. It just seemed like Capo Caco was, you know, just starting to find his stride a little bit. And, you know, it, again, there are so many things that, uh, that I would have liked to see play out with this season and not just, you know, the Rangers making the playoffs, but, you know, just to see, you know, Georgie as a, a rookie goalie going 10 and two and looking to be just like an absolute force in net over the course of the season. You know, what was his record going to end up looking like? Um, yeah, it's just, uh, just a bizarre ending. Cause it was so abrupt and you know, you weren't ready for it, but like you said, there are a ton of questions and, and uh, you know, I don't know with the Jack Adams, like I felt like, you know, whoever was going to win the Jack Adams was whoever was going to slide into that wild card spot in the, uh, in the East was probably going to get it in terms of, um, you know, if Torts was able to do it or Quinn was able to do it. I really think one of those two would have, would have gotten that award. So I, again, I don't know what this means for the Rangers or, or any real team down the league. Yeah. And it's, Obviously, uh, over the last few days uh, since the final game, 
in, in the overtime loss in Colorado. And we got news that the NHL was following the NBA's uh, lead and, and were suspending play. Uh, I'm staring right now. I'm podcasting in my living room and there's a little I have a little like Funko pop, whatever you want to call him, of Henrik Lundqvist sitting at my bookshelf where he always has uh, sat for the last few years since I got him. A little good luck charm for when the Rangers play. And I think, honestly, that's my biggest question. What is has Henrik Lundqvist? Was this? Is, was this it for Henrik Lundqvist? Like, do we see him next year? Is he bought out? Is this officially the 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 end? Is him just kind of sitting on the bench during seeing him on the bench occasionally during that Colorado game, and that's it? And no, no send off, no this that, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh I don't, I don't know what this means for Henrik Lundqvist. I, I have a feeling that he's going to be pretty selfish and try to stick around next year. So I, I don't think that this is the end for Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, I think he looks at his last start or when he came in against the New, New Jersey Devils and said, this is what I could bring you on average a night. You just never played me. So, you know, and he is a guy that, and I will say this, he's been consistently, uh, uh, you know, a- adamant about his starts. You know, he was always selfishly, uh, you know, and not that, not, I shouldn't say selfishly. He was always the the goalie and always the player, you know, saying that I need to start, I need to start all season long, no matter what, because that's how he felt comfortable. That's how he felt he caught his stride. And, you know, I think he's certainly going to look at his numbers this year and say, well, no, this is because you didn't play me. And, you know, and it's a lack of starts, lack of, rep, rep, you know, the repetition. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you had the, you know, <laughs> I won't say a gun to your head, but like, you know, if you had to really make a, a choice what to do with Henrik Lundqvist, and if you're Henrik Lundqvist, what do you do? I mean, well, it's funny because with everything going on right now, you do wonder if you gain some perspective or if he's sitting at home right now with his family. Hopefully, hopefully everyone's, you know, healthy and happy and safe, but, and you're just thinking about how fleeting everything is and how you don't know what what the next day can bring and what you know and that there are no sure things and maybe any preconceived notion about how he thought saw things playing out is yeah it's vermouth because let's say he was getting the starts and this is still how it goes down you're right like let's say he still was playing consistently i think at some point or even if you look at what happened with joe thornton how uh, he he. The only way he was going to move on is if it was to a contender at the deadline, and it didn't happen because I guess no one, or maybe there was talks, but nothing. They couldn't make the salary work or whatever. But you realize that if that was a conversation that had happened in the beginning of the season last year, a, I a team, even a contending team, probably would have t- taken him. But you know, when you're looking to add. At that time of the season, you don't want to mix with things too much. You know what I mean? You're looking to add. You're not looking to subtract. You're not looking to monkey yourself up. But if you, if this was a conversation that was had over the summer, he probably could have found a, a sticking place for anywhere. And I think Henrik Lundqvist is kind of the same way, especially considering if you look and he was still, uh, in terms of you know goals saved above average and just in terms of most of his play this year, you know, outside of a few ugly ones, he was still pretty good. He was league league average goaltending. You know, so. Uh, I think if he if he does want to take some semblance of control over how 
the story ends on him. It's either you retire. Although I guess the biggest thing is I don't know what if the Rangers would be hit with a penalty should he retire. So it's either trade. It seems to be either getting traded or nothing, you know, to play out that final year. I mean, who who knows? Maybe something happens this summer. A team young a team makes an offer too good to pass up for a guy like Georgiev, in which it almost makes you know more sense to uh, trade Georgiev, and then we he does kind of finish out as Igor's backup, and it's still storybook and whatever. But if as things look right now, and them seeing you know them being content to have a a one A one B thing with Igor and Alexander, like. Yeah, if I'm him, at na- especially everything that's happening right now, I think I would tell them I want to go. He- here's the places I would like to go. And uh, I think no matter what, you need to make it work. And I think the Rangers would be more than happy to uh, facilitate whatever they move, whatever they had to do to make it work, you know? Yeah, and, you know, it's it's a bizarre situation. And, you know, I don't know if the thought of leaving the New York Rangers has ever crossed his mind, but I mean, it had to have had happened this season. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure in the back of his head, he's had a list of where he would want to go and where he, he would want to play. But I, you know, I'm going to kind of stick to my guns here and say that he would probably rather just retire a New York Ranger and, uh, and be that guy where he just, you know, spends his entire career with one team and, you know, never really cared about a Stanley Cup. He has a gold medal, so he feels he has got nothing to prove. He uh, certainly, given everything he's had to this team and, you know, to have to play out his final year somewhere else, I, I just don't see him coming back and signing another another deal. Like, I don't, because it's not going to be the Rangers. It certainly better not be the Rangers. And I don't see him signing a, a new contract with another team for, you know, the veteran minimum because that's pretty much all he's going to get. And you can't really rely on a, a guy who's now 38 years old. He's 38 years old, and he's born on March 2nd, so he's going to be 39 next year in the playoffs, you know, if he's going on a contender, a contending team. So it's like, can you really trust the 39-year-old goalie uh, for a team that's contending for the Stanley Cup? Like, is it really worth it? Like, wouldn't you rather kind of take your chances with, what seems to be the trend of calling these goalies up like Bennington got called up and he turns out to be, you know, a huge, huge asset to the blues and took the starting role position. Uh, and just like in general, look at, look at Murray with the, the penguins. And it just seems like these goalies getting brought up seem to fit that, fill that void more than, you know, bringing in a old veteran goalie that's 39 years old to get you through the playoffs. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, yeah, with the, the league trending ELCs have never been more valuable or players on ATOs and PTOs. It's just, yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's in the salary cap era, you hear pay your stars with the giant asterisk, unless they were a goaltender. I mean, we we're looking at Sergei Bobrovsky's contract in, in Florida and how that would start that's off to, you know, looking like. He's been inconsistent for them all year. Now they're probably going to miss, uh, and now and they they pay him what ten million a year. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah it's, it's just yeah. I don't know. Go ahead. It's Sorry. just a tough look, and it's just way too much cap allocation to have because ultimately, at the end of the day, goaltending 
is performance is so inconsistent. You know, I mean, out you have a few outliers. You have your your Rasks and your Lundquists when they were in their prime, and but for the most part, if you look at some of these guys, they've had up. You know that you've mentioned they've had good seasons and then they were bad the next season, but then they had someone else who uh, was there to you know kind of shoulder the load a bit or help through those times, you know, they had someone else, another goaltender emerge. So yeah, I mean, the more every day we learn more about goaltending or we think we do, but at the end of the day, it's still kind of voodoo, right? Or there's just too many variables to account for it to be, to pay, you know, a, uh, especially an aging goaltender, you know, what we know with aging curves that much money. Well, that's why do you think, you know, with the trend now that you need a kind of a, a, you know, two headed. Yeah. Tandem. Two, yeah. You need a tandem really to get you through the regular season. And then you kind of go with your, you know, the hotter hand in the playoffs. And, you know, even if there is a, uh, a game that kind of gets away from you, you're, you're confident putting that back up in uh, for the time being. And if, you know, heaven forbid there's an injury, then, you know, you're not totally afraid of, you know, giving a, a full fledged starting role to one goalie and then, you know, have, uh, you know, them dealing with the, with the backup situation, uh, you know, if that were ever to come in, but yeah. again, again, I I don't know with the Rangers. It's good. it's a tricky situation because you yeah. know Henrik Lundqvist kind of holds the ball in his court, and he he'll dictate whether. I mean, if he wants to stay, he could stay. What are they going to do? You know, and I also do wonder if Alexander Georgiev is also uh, very curious about what their plans for him is because if it's going to be a a 70-30 thing with him and Igor, I don't think he wants to do that. I think he's proven that he's worth at least being, you know, a, a 1B goaltender where it's a more of a 60-40 or, or 50, you know, 55, uh, you know, whatever. Just But uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know because it's, we for for how many two years now it seems like ranger fans have thought like eventually he would get move he would move on to a place he could get a starting position because igor was there so i mean if he's if he wants to stay and be you know the the one like i said the one b or the two a whatever you want to call him to igor i mean god bless him but at the end of the day if he wants to make some money i do question whether or not he wouldn't want the team to eventually it's, I mean, it's one thing if if he's only if he's splitting starts with Igor and it's for the most part, it's even if you lean on Igor a little bit more heavily, it's fine. But sometimes you, you've seen down the stretch, it's like they keep going back to him and, you know, he's sitting on the bench. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's a factor, too. So I guess we'll see what conversations his agent has over the summer. Well, I got a question for you. Over yeah. the last 15 years, who have been the top five goaltenders in the National Hockey League? Name the top five. Right like, now? Not right now in the league, but like over the course of the last 15 years. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'd say Lundqvist until recently. Yeah. Rask. Yeah. Uh, I, you, I mean, even though Price, because I, I will say this, I've always thought Carey Price is, not that he's overhyped because I feel like when he was on top of his game, he was probably was the best for maybe two or three seasons. He was the best goaltender in the world, but injuries have really derailed him. And I just, he, I think he's living off of a three game season where he was like damn near unbeatable, but that was yeah. it. So, uh, Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky obviously had some great, uh, I, I'd Pecorine. argue. Yeah. Pecorine, I'd argue. 
Um, although he's another guy who age seems to have is catching up with him quite a bit. Um, yeah, and then I guess it's a mis- mishmash of other guys because, like we said, you've had up and down seasons. I mean, Schneider has completely fallen off, so I, don't, I wouldn't be comfortable mentioning him because he's been far too inconsistent. Uh, I mean, Flurry, Luongo until he reti- retired, maybe outside of one or two years. You know, yeah. I mean, but the question goes like, how many of these, how many cuffs do these guys have? Uh, yeah. Of the ones we mentioned, Rask has won so far, right? And that was Tim. That's technically Tim Thomas's cup, Th- right? That was Tim Thomas's cup. Yeah. So Rask is technically none. I mean, he he on paper he's got one, but he's in terms one. of that, he got he may have had a start or two, but yeah, of everyone we mentioned. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, no. Brodsky, none. Hank, none. Price, none. Rene, yeah. none. No, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, and then you get to the, you know, I wouldn't call Flurry really a second tier because his longevity and just, you know, the being on a such a offensive juggernaut of the, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, he started one and he played on a team that had. I mean, in fairness to him, he almost did it again with Vegas, but you know that was a great team, obviously, but. uh uh, but yeah, you're right. You know, to get he was lucky, you know, and I, you know, the the later ones he wasn't he wasn't the gold. You know, you you have to put that on Matt Murray. So yeah, I mean, although Murray he did won. he did help them around or two when Murray was hurt, I do remember. Right, yeah, and, but you know, it's again, it was one of those things that Murray was that guy. You know, Murray yeah. won you know both the cups, uh, his, his rookie and sophomore season. So you know, and then if you look at Quick, you know, his numbers are really not that impressive. Uh, you know, the, the the year they made the coaching change and, and finished in the eighth overall position, I believe, is when they won the Stanley Cup, right? They beat the Devils. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like one of those things. It's like, you know, is goaltending really worth paying that amount of money for? And, you know, if Georgie really wants to get paid, is he actually going to get paid that mu- much? Like, is there someone out there that's actually going to give him, you know, a crazy contract? And when I say crazy, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how much he would get realistically, but and obviously we don't know what the new uh, what the cap is going to be, so that could obviously impact. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Is he is he going to get seven million dollars to play goaltender? Uh, you know, for a team, I I don't know if he really is. Not if teams are look really looking to have, you know, sort of like a platoon. You yeah. know, is he better off sticking with their New York Rangers and I don't know and and playing you know a sixty forty season with igor yeah and i think at, at the end of the day it comes down to uh money and you know i guess if if there is a team that is willing to pay him more as a have a more heavily leaned starter than the rangers are willing to pay him as a as a i guess essentially a tandem backup yeah i guess that's the biggest thing but yeah i guess that's a, a we'll figure that we'll find that out in the summer i guess because he's his contract is up, right? He's he has he's RFA now. Uh, yes, he's okay. So yeah, we, we'll find out. I guess although we, I guess we're not sure how free agency plays out now uh, with everything up in the air. But I don't know. Um, yeah, any there's a lot of questions up. I mean, I, I guess it would probably have to. You know, I think people's draft order. I mean, they don't know what that's going to be like. I don't yeah. know how you calculate draft. I mean, just looking at the statistics right now. Uh. You know, the Florida Panthers are one point behind the New York Rangers with one game less played. You know, is it really fair that the Florida Panthers get to draft before the New York Rangers? You know, they're going to have to, you know, figure out what they're going to do in terms of that. I mean, obviously, the easiest thing would do winning percentage, right? 
And yeah. If, there, if there's a tie, then you, the regulation wins. Would uh, well, that's the that's the that. I think that's the biggest thing because if you look at the Rangers, they're the thing that's really hurt them has been the fact that they have very few, you know, uh, they're not a team that they don't have a lot of overtime played games, period, you know, much less points, uh, you know, gained from making it to the the shootout or, or overtime. But at the same time, if you weigh that, if you weigh regulation heavier than that, who knows, that might actually favor them. So, uh, but yeah, like you said, so many unanswered questions right now. And it's not like that. It's that that's for the whole league. Like yeah. it's not just for the teams that are missing the playoffs. It's it's for everyone that are in. Yeah. yeah, the ones that are in are there's there's uh you know draft order, especially now everyone's going to be fighting to be lower or down on the board and and you know has there been a team that's clinched? No, right? Um, I don't think no. there's a single team that's clinched. No, I think I don't think so. I think Detroit. I think Detroit clinched not making it. That's it. Now if. I know this is kind of crazy, but uh, yeah, because Detroit did clinch not making it. I mean, if you're the St. Louis Blues, right? You have 94 points, I believe, or, or and then Boston has 100. Like you're the top two teams from each division. I would say, well, I I didn't clinch, so I want a shot at that first overall. I might yeah. have the because least amount mad, of odds. How mad? Like, how mad are you going to be if you gave up a first round pick and the playoffs right. aren't getting played out? Exactly. Are they going to? give it to you back no that's not happening you know because the teams that acquired them would would not but i do wonder yeah there's a lot to consider um i wonder if these trades are like obviously is there a contract that's drawn up like you know obviously sometimes trades can be you know pending on a physical or something like that if that's like if there's a certain situation regarding the player's health but you know is there like no matter what like if the season were to just end you know or like, you know, if you Well, were... I mean, I I guess if you if you imagine the you trade a player and he gets injured, sometimes there's the if he they play ten games in the playoffs or whatever it is, like I think uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but in like for this, I you know, I don't I don't see team like the I think teams would could complain all they want. I don't think the NHL would allow them to like recoup their picks and trade the player back. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I think they're they're just going to be uh, SOL if you understand what I mean. But um, I think about the Carolina Hurricanes with Brady Shea. Now I don't like. You don't think they're they're right now going to fight to try to get that first round pick back? Well, I'll, I will say this. Apparently, the whole reason they acquired for Brady is they because their owner uh, Dundon Tom Dundon apparently being a, a bit man from the business world he doesn't believe in rentals he believes if you're acquiring someone they're part of your team going forward so they actually think Brady Shea should be uh is part of their core moving forward okay do i think that's crazy yes and no i guess depends on how much he makes cuz i i if you could i would take one of uh Slavin Pesci Hamilton um you know before him so how much he makes for as a, you know, as, as a, the complimentary guy and possibly your second pairing, you know, or even if you play with like Jake Gardner, like, but uh, apparently they see him differently, but no, but your point is obviously still stands. There's going to be a lot of teams that are like, this was supposed to put us over the hump. And that's the only reason we were comfortable paying the price because we said, we'll pay the price. We like our chances and we'll figure it out in the, when the dust clears in the off season. Well, you know, 
you didn't get the kick up dust uh, period. So I do wonder uh, what types of things will, you know, from that end, it's going to be, I'm sure it'll be very fascinating to see what, uh, what talks the NHLPA and the league has, you know, as the, you know, as we look towards whatever comes next, you know, from this point out. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be, it's kind of weird too, because if you looked at it based off point percentage, the Carolina Hurricanes would be above the Toronto Maple Leafs in terms of picking, Mm. which is interesting to think because they, the, the 81 and I, the Columbus Blue Jackets would be tied. The Islanders would probably be above them. So, you know, Toronto would probably be realistically uh, below the Carolina Hurricanes, but maybe and even possibly tied with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, it would be weird to see like what the draft order. It's going to be interesting what the draft order is going to be like or what it's going to, you know, or how they're going to do it. With the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I do wonder if it's like they kind of have to figure out they have to kind of go in order, correct? Like you have to figure out uh, what if A, are they going to resume the, the regular season? B, are they, if so, how does that work? Do they truncate the schedule? B, are they, you know, if they are they going to forego that and just go right into the playoffs? How are they going to decide that? Uh, are they going to shorten the format? And if does that have an effect on the lottery system and so on and so forth, you know, so forth. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot to figure out. Um, and I'm sure right now, via conference call a lot of the owners and the the nhl behind closed doors are trying to figure out all these questions now to at least try to be ready and have scenarios in place yeah i mean uh realistically there is going to be no nhl playoffs and i don't think there's going to be an nba playoffs either i think as the weeks progress that you're gonna start to realize how more serious this actually is and just to have large gatherings really even throughout the summer, probably isn't worth it. Uh, baseball's a little bit different since it's played outdoors, or at least most stadiums are outdoors. I think it's a little bit safer to have those games being played. Uh, you might actually see, uh, you know, stadiums maybe with no fans at first and, and you know, kind of just feel that situation out. Or certainly they won't be allowed to have max capacity. Uh, you know, the Mets certainly don't have to worry about that. And some of the, you know, Tampa Bay probably doesn't have to worry about that. But, uh, you know, teams like Boston and, and the Yankees that, you know, usually get a great crowd, I think those will be limited. Uh, you know, again, I think there's so many variables and it's just not realistic to put people's health on the line. I have a question to ask you. How's your sock game? Are you wearing the same basic socks day in and day out? Are you showing your feet the same amount of style and attention you show your pants and jackets? Well, you're in luck, because I am proud to announce the Hockey Podcast Network Ugly Sock Contest, presented by Southern Scholar. Southern Scholar is a hockey player-owned menswear company whose primary focus is providing you with a better dress sock option through a monthly subscription to them. Crafted with their one-of-a-kind signature material blend and designed with classic color palettes and timeless patterns, their socks are built specifically to stay in place throughout your workday and add a subtle, sophisticated twist to your everyday. By partnering with the Hockey Podcast Network, Southern Scholar wants to help get you out of your old, boring socks and into a pair of beautifully crafted and stylish dress socks by giving away a free March subscription box to the winner of the THPN Ugly Socks. 
post a picture of your ugliest pair of socks to the contest post pinned to our Twitter profile at Broadway Boys Pod by March 31st, and James and I will select one winner to win a free March subscription box courtesy of southernscholar.com. That's all you have. So take off your shoes, rummage through that sock drawer of yours, snap a picture of the ugliest, most basic, boring, hole-filled, stinky, Islanders-colored socks you own, and you can finally treat your feet to the style and flair they deserve with a free pair of dress socks courtesy of southernscholar.com. Again, it's, it's certainly, uh, certainly um, puzzling and, and certainly a, a disappointment that you know we have to go through this, but it's for the betterment of the people. And again, I'm not one of those people that are going to you know, pout online and Twitter and talk about how much I'm missing sports because I think there's a lot more to be concerned about uh, other than your, your game that you watch. And, you know, you know, you think of people like Oscar Limbaugh that, you know, have to go through uh, treatment and stuff like that. And you just hope people like that are truly not affected. And, and that's the part of the game that I hope, you know, Lee's kind of focus on to, you know, get us through, uh, you know, the next few months. Uh, I do want to transition a little bit and kind of talk to you about, uh, well, not just the draft, but, you know, the the players that were injured and if they even did something in the summer, which, again, I don't think they will. Was there a rule with that and how, like, they're even talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets, you know, with all their players coming back healthy and stuff like that, and people saying that's an unfair advantage. What were your thoughts when you heard that? I think that's absolutely ridiculous. It's like everyone gets the same amount of time to to heal up and injuries are so random anyway. Like you those are guys that are under contract to the you know, to be going forward for that team and it's it's at the end it was bad luck they went out and it was good luck if they something happened that would have would have allowed them to rest up and come back. So I don't understand what the problem would be or what the issue would be, you know, your guys are, even if they're playing, they're probably dinged up. They have injuries or might be playing on. They get to a chance to, you know, they, like you said, they get a chance to heal up little nicks and bruises they might have right now. You know, maybe a guy's been getting uh, injections and you, you always hear about it going into the playoffs. Like, oh, this guy was getting injections to freeze a bone on top of his ankle or whatever, or his hand was partially crack you know crack knuckle or whatever or broken finger all these things you know so that's a chance for everyone to heal up so i don't know why teams would complain it's not uh what if they just said this guy is back you wouldn't think two two ways about it not knowing how he was feeling or playing you know what i mean even if he wasn't fully healed he was just healed up enough that they felt they could get him out there so yeah i think it's absolutely ludicrous that anyone would be upset with the the fact that guys would have had a chance to heal up and then come back, maybe factor into a playoff drive. You know, you have to wor- worry about your own lawn and not so much other, other players. I don't think it's an unfair advantage at all. Yeah. I, again, unfair advantage is like a ludicrous term to put that. Like it's your player, like you're getting them healthy. Like everyone's in the same boat together. It's like at that point, you just got to be happy that the NHL season was going to actually continue. But yet you also have a problem with, you know, the delayed month where the team can get healthier than you because you don't think you can beat them at their best. Like, that's a ridiculous, ridiculous mindset to have. Um, but yeah, again, I, I don't know what the deal is 
going forward. And, and uh, I don't know uh, if there's anything other you want to touch on with the, with, you know, just the whole season and just how the NHL is handling it. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's funny because everything just kind of happened so fast. And I do believe that if the NBA, excuse me, <coughs> um, I do believe that the NBA probably until they found out that Rudy Gobert had contracted the virus were probably looking at empty arena games as well. And the only reason it got to this point is because they were the first league to have a player who tested positive for it. Um, but that being said, <coughs> excuse me, I, I know it's dubious having me cough, but I'm sure everyone's been feeling fine. Um, but yeah, I do think that it's well, been everyone has been kind of readjusting and reevaluating, you know, their expectations based on because everything's happening so quickly in real time. Right. So it's hard to prepare for these things because while you're, you know, the second you try to take a countermeasure or prepare for something, your information changes or the outlook changes. And yeah, it's just we just spoke about all the questions facing the national hockey league and the players association and agents and, you know, between the salary cap and escrow and our players getting paid and is the arena staff getting paid? And if they're going to re do it while these arenas, like our arena is going to be comfortable opening early based on what if some areas are still experiencing, you know, uh, heavy uh, cases, you know, site, uh, you know, documented cases and other areas are not like there's so many factors. So, I mean, I think we're everyone is trying to figure this out the best uh, that they can. I think as long the guy like you had mentioned earlier in the podcast, I think your guiding you know prevalence has to be that this is about the benefit, and sometimes the decisions we make are they're more so about the greater good and the benefit and you know health and safety of others, and some most people we can't see. So, uh, you know, you would have to hope that they're not their goal isn't rushing back. Their goal should be when things is you know when it is acceptably safe to do so and they can guarantee that they're not putting people in harm by or at risk by resuming whatever they want to do or even suspect or making the hard choice and suspending even though it'll seem that maybe there will be some hurt feelings about it you have to at the end of the day do what's right for the greater public good so as hopefully that going forward especially in a like any league, you know, at the end of the day, making money seems to sometimes be at the top of the the list. You have to hope that their guiding, uh, yeah, their 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 guiding ethos is about what's best for their players, what's best for the public, and yeah, what's just best for everyone. Over how can we salvage money we're losing now, or or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, too, the interesting insurance in general of uh, you know what these companies and and teams would have to pay out if they were to push this a little bit uh too early and you know expose people you know to this virus and 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 to be you know to getting sick you know just the insurance payouts alone you know if they can you know if they can basically pinpoint it you know i went to this event you said i was safe and i got exposed along with you know a couple hundred other people and you know just the you know just that threat in general, it's probably not worth it to these teams and these owners in the long run, just to, just to say, you know, we, you know, Hey, we, you know, we have a Stanley cup winner. It's like, no, this is, 
more serious than everyone is thinking. Um, obviously, I think over the next couple of week, weeks as testing comes out, I think you're going to see, you know, especially in the densely populated areas like New York City, that, you know, uh, those areas are going to be affected a lot longer. And it just really isn't reality of bringing back the Rangers playing at home. It's just not worth it right now, along with the concerts and the Knicks playing. It just really just isn't worth it. I mean, even, even the Islanders, uh, you know, and the Devils, too, you know, being in this area and Philly, obviously. But, you know, New York City in general is just, I think we're on a freeze and it's just not real realistic, you know, to put those cities under the gun, you know, when even if it's deemed safe for, you know, areas like Arizona or even uh, Dallas, you know, just, you know, where, you know, everyone lives a little bit more spread out and it's just not as dense. I just don't think it's fair uh, if those cities are able to go and New York isn't. Uh, and just kind of say, you know, let's let's kind of push it here in New York or force them to play somewhere else. I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah. And so I guess uh, the biggest question on the, as far as this podcast is concerned is that, uh, yes, we'll, we will have content uh, moving forward. I think, obviously, in light of what's going on, they pro- episodes probably won't be as long as they are usually. But, you know, uh, it's... It is forcing us to maybe push forward some of the things we were going to wait till the end of the season to talk about uh, more soon. And obviously, there'll be maybe a lot more speculation based on what's going on. But we do have some uh, fun and interesting episodes coming up. We'll, we definitely will talk about the draft and uh, free agency. Maybe we'll do player report cards. And uh, I know with the, some of our fellow hosts here on the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, we're starting a uh a, a THPN uh, NHL 20 EASHL league. So we're probably going to have Twitch uh, channel going uh, spearheaded by, uh, I believe Tom with the blue notes podcast. So uh, yeah, that's in the works right now, which is a lot of fun. So we'll definitely, if you're into watching, uh, you know, your favorite streamers, we'll, we'll be doing that and we'll probably be uh, shit talking each other uh, <laughs> while playing Chell and running Chell, which is fun. Uh, I know James, you and I've had some uh, fun conversations about possibly, uh, uh doing some sim, sim, alternate reality where we sim the rain, the rest of the Rangers season and see if how it plays out if they make it which could be fun so uh yeah there's a we definitely have a lot uh of content potentially coming to you so you know and obviously uh that that's bearing things kind of maintaining the status quo and obviously uh we're just like everyone else as things unravel and the, the situation of uh what we're all facing unravels we will might have to uh, readjust but for, at least for the the time being barring you know everything everyone remaining safe and healthy and happy and doing their best to uh, distance themselves and isolate themselves we're going to try to bring you uh, content yeah and you know uh, again with the whole nhl and uh, you know being able to play on a console and in you know the safety of your own home and not have to venture out and, and i think it's a fun, unique way of, you know, uh, giving content and creating, you know, a little, uh, uh, a little necessary mental break from, you know, the chaos you might be seeing on the news. And I think that's, you know, a very healthy way of, uh, you know, distracting yourself for a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I do have NHL 20 on the way. I usually buy every other year, uh, because I just don't see the point in buying every single year. I'm not that obsessed with, uh, 
the NHL game uh, as I used to be when I was in college and stuff like that. But uh, I certainly have it going coming coming right now. I'm trying to get it as fast as possible, and uh, I'm very excited to play. And you know, there's a, a good up. There's probably it's probably going to happen where Andy and I can at least maybe even play out the season and see what we could do and maybe a, a little playoff run. Uh, you know, even if it's, you know, not a realistic, you know, playoff scenario, you know, maybe we can, uh, you know, just sim, sim the regular season and just play a playoffs or however that works. But I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm very excited for, you know, uh, this new approach of giving content for people because I do think it's important. I do think, though, that the NHL players, if they were smart, grab two guys from every single team, right? So two guys from every single team mm-hmm. and set up their own private Fortnite game and and basically just play for, you know, and, and play for that, you know, yeah. make that and make the, you know, the fake Stanley Cup inside the game that way. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, on his uh, Instagram, apparently Panarin, uh, Buchnevich and Shesterkin have quarantined themselves at Panarin's beautiful, uh, I'm sure, uh, lovely home in Connecticut or wherever he, he purchased it. So, and they were, they were playing uh, FIFA together. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure right now while they are isolated, uh, I know, I think they aren't the, some players from, uh, I, I forget which NBA team, but they're going to, they're going to like live stream themselves playing NBA 2K, whatever, or yeah, which, yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, I'm sure I know there's a lot of, uh, gamers out there. I know JT Brown, uh, from minute, uh, was he in Minnesota right now? Or is he on Dallas? No, uh, JT, where, or is he on the lightning? Right. I feel like JT Brown gets traded every other year. I don't know what team he's on right now. The last time but, I remember, I'll look it up real quick, but keep going. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I know that he's a he's streamed for charity in the past. He's a big streamer, and especially when he was on the Lightning, I know he started doing that. So I mean, Ooh, he's in the AHL for the Iowa Wild. Okay, so he was playing for Minnesota. Now they sent him down. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So I mean, I I think this would be a great opportunity for your favorite NHLers to start a podcast, start their own podcast, or start doing video content who knows maybe their their schedule's freed up and we can get 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 one of them on here but uh you know i know even uh d'angelo was joking on twitter about possibly starting one with uh strom which i think would be a great listen uh yeah and i mean listen uh right now when you're stuck at home excuse me drop my phone uh when you're stuck at home there's the content there's still content you can uh you know try to have to we think it's important to to do whatever you can to keep yourself in mentally positive and high spirits. So between listening to your favorite podcasts or watching YouTube channel or videos, you know, anything you can do to still get, uh, feel connected to some of the sports that you love. Like, yeah, we do think it's a, a good thing. So we're definitely going to try to be as big a part of that as we can. Yeah. So, uh, again, that's probably going to do it for this, you know, podcast. I mean, I, <laughs> uh, you know, it, I don't know where we're going to go from here. Obviously it's a, it's a day by day situation and, and hopefully we're able to uh, seamlessly provide other different types of content in terms of gameplay or, or something like that. So uh, again, uh, I did see that there was one transaction in the NHL. The ducks put a guy on waivers, which is just an absolutely ridiculous. That's such a tough, tough, a tough look for the ducks and B I feel you got to feel for that guy. It's like you're you're trying to quarantine yourself, and it's like, oh, you might get picked up, you know, like 
what I don't know what they're trying to do there or why they did it. I mean, I thought I thought there was a roster freeze. I thought their league was just frozen. Uh, I just yeah, I don't know. But I mean, this is a tough look. Tough look on the league in general. Wouldn't you yeah, just say your rosters are frozen? You can't make any transactions. We'll deal with this at another well, time. Well, you saw that Lemieux got, they still had, the the league was officially frozen, but Lemieux still, they said, we're going to suspend you, but we will not, we won't say how many games until, uh, I guess the, we know what's happening next, essentially what they were saying, which is also ludicrous. Like, what is it? Like, why? Because if they don't have a regular season, if it, it shouldn't matter. Like, is it yeah, like, the number of games. Ra- yeah, I, I, to I my knowledge, he's this is his first, either first or second DOPS phone call. Uh, listen, I, I will say this: I thought it was such a stu- on his part. It was a, a, a dumbass penalty to take. You know, it's stupid. You could see he was just frustrated, and it was yeah, it was needless and stupid. And he's made a too one too many of those this season. Uh, you know, I definitely think he's slipped. His game has slipped off as of as of late. I don't know if it's frustration or whatever, but. He needs to be better. That being said, yeah, I don't know. Again, right now with all everything that's going on, yes, I understand if that you can have a hearing and just say we will make, you know, I, I know it was over the phone, but you have to be consistent. I think if anything, if you just came out with the number and they said, all right, well, there's no games going on right now, but you'll just, then you clarify that if it's, you know, it'll either carry over into the playoffs or if the Rangers somehow made it, or it will carry over to the beginning of the season next year. I don't think anyone would have a problem with that, right? Or just fine him. Especially a guy like Brendan, especially a guy like Brendan Lemieux, because I feel like, you know, he's not in the lineup. You're like, uh, but I don't think the Rangers are going to lament it too hard. And I think at the same time, it's like, yes, maybe if it was like a guy who could really factor into them, like having, you know, a big effect, you'd feel, you might feel one way about, but this should have been a layup for the DOPS. Just, just do it, whatever it is, and just do it if you were going to do it at all. And, you know, by just saying we've made a decision, but we're not going to say it until we know how everything else is going to play out moving forward is just adds more credibility to the fact that like, it's all random and, you know, they don't care and they're more afraid of optics than doing the right thing. So yeah. one step stupid. forward, five steps back, classic NHL. Yeah. All right, Andy, I don't, I'm very curious to see how you're going to send us off here. <sighs> yeah, I was thinking about this and, I think I will just end it by saying kind of how I, what we said at the beginning of the podcast that look right now uh, we're all in this together. We all need to do our part and be responsible and make good decisions. Uh, isolate yourself. Only go out if you are, it's absolutely necessary. Um, try to, if you are going out, try to maintain a safe distance from people, you know, be mindful of, washing your hands be mindful of what you are touching if you have to you know uh and yeah just make make good decisions because at the end of the day this is a global pandemic and we are all in this together so in the spirit of that right now it's everyone's season thank you for listening to the broadway boys podcast be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>